Good morning and welcome at that time once again. Yeah, the most anticipated show in radio, the Patriot Radio News Hour, live on this Thursday, the first week in March, the first Thursday in March, in May. <laughs> Yesterday I said February, today I'm up to March. Uh, it's the first week in May. Tomorrow the big jobs report's going to come out from the government. Yesterday was the... The big unveiling of the Federal Reserve minutes, well, it wasn't even the minutes, it was their press release from their big two-day meeting of where they were going to solve all of America's problems, and this morning I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It is what we do. We like to call it wealth insurance talking about gold and silver our toll-free number 800-951-0592 now with offices in phoenix and in johnstown up on the front range in colorado the website at allamericangold.com and just a quick update uh everything the the silver eagles are in the five dollar liberties are in they're all going out i know jason up in colorado has been busier than you can imagine he had appointments stacked up all day yesterday uh so if you if for whatever reason you don't believe you've heard from us whether you're here in phoenix or colorado call us because the polar bear the polar bears are all in the silver eagles are in the five dollar liberties are in and uh we've got a great show lined up for you we've been running the the half dollar Silver rolls, and I don't know if you've been paying attention, but silver's up almost 50 cents since we started running those a few days ago. I've got only six, the last 60 rolls, so I thought we'd sell out yesterday. We still have 60 rolls left of the half dollars. These are the Walkers, Kennedys, Franklins. I mean, I think we're somewhere around. I think we're all the way down now to like a dollar seventy over spot. I mean, you just—it's just incredible. Uh, so the last sixty rolls, but that's kind of how I probably should raise the price. But I bought these, uh, you know, fifty cents ago. So for those of you that that uh, wanted to wait to make sure I was right, today's your day. Uh, the last sixty of the half dollar rolls at one thirty at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh, gold has bounced as well. Gold's up almost ten dollars this morning. The Dow's down uh, two hundred, another two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, getting real close uh, to the lows of the year. Uh, the Federal Reserve yesterday they did two things that I knew that they were going to have to do. Number one, they had to say, "Okay, inflation, it's 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 pretty close to our two percent, right? That mythical." two percent in creature and remember that two percent that's just a made-up number that's not even a real two percent right i mean just just rent which makes me uh makes me laugh because they don't use uh the average cost of mortgages or the average cost of rent in the country which you would think would be the the best way to do it no no they use something called rent equivalent because let, let's face it, you can just have more people move into your home, and uh, maybe some of these illegals that want to come in, you can just open up a bedroom to them, and therefore it'll be less. I don't know. Uh, but but nonetheless, they did admit inflation's getting hotter. But what they didn't do 
was say that they're going to be raising rates any faster, which I guess people were about. Listen, this is the dilemma they're in. They're stuck here, and they know it, which is, hey, the economy can, really can't handle any more than a couple of rate hikes anyway. And the inflation thing, here's what they said. They're kind of hoping it goes away. <laughs> Right? Think about this. Here they are, the best and the brightest, and they, they have this big meeting. They they make a big deal, too. Like, these are the guys that are going to lead us to economic nirvana. Right? They got all these. They got a toolkit. I mean, they got all kinds of tools. They got the hammer, the saw, the screwdrivers, the wrenches, the sockets. And they got all and this toolkit. It's unlimited. Right, they can just create money out of thin air by the trillions, and, and somehow tell you it's not gonna, it's gonna be okay, it's not gonna, nothing bad's gonna happen. Please, do you really believe that? Think about it for one minute. Right, we've got record levels of debt. The Treasury Department now seemingly once a quarter has got to come out. Oh, you know what? We got to start selling more debt every week, right? We just sold more debt in the first three months of this year than ever before. And, you know, here's the problem: we're going to do that every year now, right? Because this is still the very, very beginning. And remember what I've been telling you for the last couple of years: the real problem is going to be when rates are rising and they don't want them to. See, in last night, the Federal Reserve said just that. They didn't say it the way I'm saying it because they don't want people to know. Hey, we really don't want rates to go higher. Because <laughs> every time it goes higher, the debt gets bigger, right? It, it, it's a killer to stocks. Just think about uh, the – and, and again, remember I told you, every, every person that's buying a car, new or used, you financing a car today costs you more. You buying a house, cost you more, right? The monthly payment. You got any type of credit card debt, it costs you more. You go into credit card debt for the first time, it costs you more, right? Everything you do, it costs you more. And then there's all of these companies. They don't want to tell you that there's this benefit, right? Who's telling 20% of all the companies out there, they're zombies. Higher interest rates means they file for bankruptcy. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. 800 55 rolls. So one guy just called up, bought five. Got the last 55 rolls now of those half dollars uh, at 130 a roll. 800-951-0592. You know, when we're talking about the big Federal Reserve meeting. There's no press conference, you know. It, and it's almost comical that they can come out, well, you know, they, they only raise right rates during the press conference meeting and not the press conference meetings. They don't. They meet every six weeks, and and they've turned it into this big event, right, because they want everybody to believe that what is happening just, it, 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 it's, it's fine, it's logical, when we all know there's nothing logical about it. Stock markets don't go up 40%. And when they do, what happens? That's a crashing sound. Right? It's going to go the other way because that's not logical. 
Right, and we see it now, right? The volatility here, the change is coming. The, the, the you know, they don't see above. They never see bubbles yet. Look at all. Look at the warning signs. You've gotten five months of warning signs now. Right, the Dow moves hundreds and hundreds of points every day. Again, not logical. Why does it do it? Because they know, right, that all the data has been manipulated. Who's manipulated it? Well, the people that just had the meeting. So tomorrow now, now tomorrow's the next, you know, and it's always, nobody talks about, right, right now it's May. You would think Wall Street would be talking about getting you ready for next May, right? Hey, where do we think we're going to be in 12 months? And let's get our, let's start getting our portfolios ready. Right, because as we've told you all the time, it's okay to be a little early. You can't be late. You know, it's just like, how did you go bankrupt? Well, it was real gradual at first, and then it was all of a sudden. And you need to be in before all of a sudden. So when you look at this, when you think about tomorrow's number, right, because now it's so, what is the government going to say? How many jobs? Right, and we remember last month was a disaster. <laughs> this month, I hope it's better. I do, uh, but they're you know again they're hoping for something around two hundred thousand, which is just average. Despite oh, this is the greatest economy of blah blah blah. Remember Ron Paul in his interview? Well, what signs, Doctor Paul? We haven't seen signs. I mean, the Dow's been you know good. Well, forget about the last you know five months, but before the Dow's been real good. And look at these profits. Right. Again, don't confuse activity with accomplishment. Right, Apple's a prime example. What did they do with all, you know, because let's face it, who was one of the huge benefits of the tax breaks? Apple. What did they do? Exactly what I told you they were going to do. They just bought back $100 billion of their own stock. But let's just look at some of these numbers. So tomorrow, the Bureau of Labor Statistics along with the household survey, are going to release the employment reports. And it's going to, they're expecting the unemployment rate to be 4.1% again. And I say again because it's been there for like a year now. Nearly unprecedented in the last 50 years. Right? So it's, in the modern era, this has never happened. The Department of Labor reported that a mere 209,000 people filed for initial jobless claims. Right, remember, we've been talking about that's today, right? Today they file jobless claims number. And I told you the reason why they're the lowest now since the, the late 60s now is because all the jobs that are being created, all these great jobs, they're part-time, they're contract, they're temporary, you're not even allowed to file. But why confuse it? Let's just use this old antiquated number because you know why Why they use this number? Because it makes them look good. Right? Why change it? Well, we only change numbers that make us look bad. We don't change numbers that make us look good. Even though we know this number means absolutely nothing now. It could be zero. Why does it have it be zero? Doesn't change anything. 
Again, the lowest data point in 50 years. Remarkable. When normalized for the number of people considered to be of working age. By the way, working age 16 to 65. That's working age. Just so you know, 16 to 65. That's who gets counted. And, you know, we got 100 more people than we did 50 years ago. It's just that alone gets the BS going. It, that's crap. You, that It's impossible. But it is possible if you don't allow people to file. See, now that's possible, right? That's the only way it's possible. Low claims coupled with this historically low level of the unemployment rate are leading all of these economists out there, right, to say, oh, man, this is, it's incredible. The labor market's tight, and everybody should be able to get more money, right? Our teachers just did it. <laughs> if there's no one to hire, employees have more negotiating leverage. Of course, that's the, the theory, right? The, remember the Phillips curve? which now they say is broken, and I'm telling you, Phillips curve is not broken. <laughs> right? The, the, the Phillips curve works just fine if you put in the right data. While there seems uh, reasonable on the face, right? So if I just came out to you and I said, hey, the unemployment rate 4.1% and jobless claims are the lowest since the 60s, what would you assume? It's on fire! Holy cow, That we've never seen. The economy in the whole last 50 years has never been stronger than it is right now. This is unprecedented numbers. The problem is, and this is what I'm trying to get all of you to, to, to understand, you know that that's not true. It's not the best. This is far from the best economy in 50 years. All it is is better than maybe last year, maybe. So how can the data be saying something else? And the answer is simple. The data's not right. Right? The, the, it, it's, the problem with the theory isn't, isn't the, the data. It's the entering of the data that's the problem. Right? If you're not going to put in factual information, one of the things that, that people need to know is... According to the same data, by the way, all of the data I'm going to be talking about is courtesy of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. So if you want to, if you want to say, well, Joe's just making up numbers, uh, uh-uh. this is the this is the data. Remember, they just had their big meeting yesterday, so I know for a fact they've got the same data. Here's what we need to believe: that since 2008, 16 million people have left the workforce that are of working age. I got to remember that's the key part. They're of working age. So a 16 year old, a 25 year old, a 35 year old, a 45 year old, a 55 year old, they all, they just left. Right, we, here we are in the midst of the greatest economy in the last five decades. And these people, they just randomly, you know, uh, 
I don't need to work. I mean, I don't got any money, but I don't need to work. I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a break. I'm calling a timeout here, and I'm gonna take a break because you know jobs are everywhere. It's so great out there. Right? That's not happening. Not every American, but but and, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I know this for a fact. Ninety and, and well. 95, 96, 97, I want to believe 99% of Americans out there want to do good. We want to go to work. We want to pay our bills. We want to raise our kids. Right? We want the the house and the white picket fence and the 2.3 kids and the dog. Right? We want that. We want to take our kid to Little League and, 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 ballet class and, and we want to go to a good school and get you know we, that's what all we all want we're all striving for so the greatest economy of all time in 16 million that's two million people a year just disappeared Right, and I know that the UFO sightings, they've been on the rise, you know, right? We seemingly see, you know, UFO sightings uh, been popping up, but 16 million people are gone. I don't know where they went. Where did they go? The uh, uh, Hold on for what I say. We're right in the middle of, of things here. So I'm looking at the Federal Reserve, St. Louis Federal Reserve data. And they're talking about the Phillips curve and whether or not it's right or wrong. Is the unemployment rate really 4.1%? Can you really get higher wages? And according to their data, this is this is what they say in the in the release. Again, this is all the St. Louis Federal Reserve. When you look closely at the data that is gathered by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. In addition to the 16 million people that have disappeared, I don't know where they are. Apparently they're not living in California anymore, but that's a different different topic. When you look at these large numbers, and they tried to say, well, it's baby boomers, it's this or that. Just remember, the re- it, it only goes to age 65, and then they fall off no matter what. So the people that are trying to say it's the people uh, retiring, that doesn't hold water. Why are so many people struggling to find a job and essentially terminating their search for it if the markets are so healthy that was one of the questions to explain the i guess the justification of the low uh, jobless claims number and the unemployment rate they went on to say that if you account for other forms of unemployment besides just the u3 which is what they report today Adjusted unemployment rate today, according to the St. Louis Federal Reserve, is 9.1%. Now, I bring this up for one reason. We're raising rates. And, well, 
rates are rising whether the Federal Reserve wants them to or not. And the real rate of unemployment before they changed the methodology, remember they just changed the methodology and they made this change back in the 90s, okay? Because, you know, they, they, they went to school for a real long time, you know, and they came up with all these fancy theories that justified in their mind how things would work. Here's the problem. Their theories were incorrect. What do you think is really going to happen? This is why when you hear really smart people talk, they're real worried about what the Federal Reserve has been doing. This is why when you hear a guy like Neil Kashkari or Charles Evans or James Bullard come out and say, yeah, I don't know about these rate hikes. This is why they don't know. Hey, wait a minute. This we got a problem here. We're going to kill this thing. And this is the thing that, that I'm going to tell you. Here's what's happened, right? The, the, the only growth we've really had is the growth of debt that gives the appearance that the economy's better. Unfortunately, when you look under the hood, the same old piece of crap. Patriot Radio News Hour, we're at halftime on a, what is it, a Wednesday, a Thursday. We'll be right back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Suggestions that the United States call a new constitutional convention, as allowed in the Constitution's Article 5, have popped up in some state legislatures and even on a page in the Wall Street Journal. Grandstanding politicians are proposing a wide assortment of many constitutional amendments to produce big changes. Speaking to us from across the years, the father of the U.S. Constitution, James Madison, warned us in the strongest language he could muster against calling another constitutional convention. Madison's prophetic warnings in 1788 against calling a second convention to amend our Constitution are even more compelling today. Let's examine them. First, Madison said, a new convention would naturally consider itself as having greater latitude than the Congress to amend the Constitution. Indeed, that's exactly what convention advocates want, a convention to do what Congress won't do. We don't want to give such broad power to Congress or to anyone else. Second, James Madison said, a new convention would give greater agitation to the public mind. That's right, a new convention would attract dozens of groups agitating for various changes, creating a bigger media event even than a presidential election. It would be dominated by big media and theatrical demonstrators. Third, Madison said, the election of convention delegates would be courted by the most violent partisans on both sides. Again, he's right. An election for convention delegates would surely attract violent partisans on both sides of many issues. Fourth, Madison said the convention would consist of the most heated men of all parties. Yes, indeed, it could be a repeat performance of the way the Obama crowd turned out voters in 2008 through his organizing for America using ACORN and illegal voters. 
Tomorrow, I'll tell you more about James Madison's warnings. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Anyone pushing for a constitutional convention doesn't have a full appreciation for the brilliance and beauty of the original document ratified back in 1788. At phyllisschlafly.com, you'll find all kinds of reasons why a con-con could be a disaster for the American way of life. Check out phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Forty-five rolls now remaining on the silver half-dollar pre nineteen sixty-five Walker Kennedys Franklins. I guess it's Walker Franklins Kennedys, but either way, a hundred and thirty dollars to the roll. Uh, silver again up almost fifty cents since we started running these. Silver's up ten cents today. Uh, gold's up ten bucks today. The Dow's down uh, two hundred and fifty points as the Federal Reserve uh, gave disappointing news, which is you know just what I've been stagflation. You know, that's what I've been telling you. Can you imagine we've got inflation running and the real unemployment rate? If you went back to how they tracked it in the eighties. Nine point one percent, but we'd still be running quantitative easy. <laughs> this is why I'm telling you, you have to have your wealth insurance. This is what you had to, you know, when you buy gold and you buy silver. A lot of people, well, what do you buy it for? And it's a hedge, uh, really, against the central bank. You don't put all your money into gold. People do, you know. Listen, we know, right? Some people put all their money into real estate. Some people put all their money into stocks. Some people put all their money into gold. And I tell you, hey, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But what I will tell you is you better have some wealth insurance. You better. Because I can't give you a better case than this. The data obviously is wrong. This isn't the best economy in 50 years. Not even close. Look at our budget deficit. <laughs> We're breaking records. Could you imagine if the budget deficit was only $500 billion, which would still be a ridiculous amount of money? Would it be a recession? Would it be another Great Depression? I mean, because they're, they're only admitting to a trillion right now, which I, which I told you, we're almost really, we're a lot closer to two trillion than we are to one. And then you start hearing stories like dozens of cities in Illinois may be taken over by the state. Hundreds of cities throughout the country now may be taken over by the state because they can't afford to make pension payments. And again, I keep talking about it because you need to understand what's happening. Harvey, Illinois, about 25,000 people, you know, has now a major pension crisis in which they've just laid off 40% of its firefighters and that's just the beginning. Illinois, Illinois state law does not allow the town to file bankruptcy 
or manage its own way out of the situation. According to of the latest report, it seems as if Illinois is in what they're calling a pension dreamland. The Illinois Opportunity Project been an advocate for reforming the pension system. We can talk about this everywhere. Just like these teachers. Here's what they've agreed to, by the way. 9% pay raise this year, 5% pay raise next year, 5% the year after. Who's going to pay for it? And that, guess what? That still doesn't meet the demand. Right? And, 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 and they're upset. Hey, our funding got cut because the state funding got cut. Guess who cut the state funding? The federal government. Right? And, and it's all this vicious circle. Politicians have proven time and time again they're unable to manage the money. The city now has an unemployment rate of 20%. I guess the recovery didn't get there. Property tax rates of over 5%. Oh, and home values are declining. And according to the latest, Harvey's a small town, but state officials say they're just the beginning. Since the state of Illinois doesn't allow cities to file bankruptcy on pension debt, each fund has to be paid. So in other words, before Harvey can do anything else, they've got to pay the pension money, but they don't have the pension money to pay. So now Illinois is going to be forced to take over the city, but now this is happening all over the country. 649 different pension systems around the United States have been found to have what they call systematic problems with the assumptions underlying many trusts, which is now coming to a head. They will have profound effects of citizens in all 50 states. As pension promises go unfulfilled, the pressure is going to be build, uh, build on governments to raise taxes, and, and it just it's incredible how big of a problem all of this is, and none of them want to talk about it. States that are likely to have default, Michigan, Illinois, Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Louisiana, and, Al- and Alaska, States that they consider to be at risk. California, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Mississippi, South Carolina, Ohio, uh, Maine, Minnesota, Montana, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri. Throw Arizona into that mix. I'm sorry, those are uh, considered to be average health. Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Missouri are the average health guys and average health means hey you're only about 60 percent funded to get into the d's and the f's you got to fall below that so just the d's and f's california new mexico oklahoma mississippi south carolina ohio uh new hampshire massachusetts connecticut new jersey pennsylvania west virginia kentucky illinois michigan louisiana and alaska now don't worry going to be fine right look at we got record high earnings so what if nobody's working right? well at least no, the labor force participation rate says nobody's working 
because jobless claims are the lowest in 50 years and unemployment rate it's unprecedented doesn't that kind of lead to believe hey maybe something's wrong with the number I'm just saying you know why, why why use common sense when the number is just so much easier for people to 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 lie about and mislead and that way you don't have to admit hey all of your economic theory was a bunch of you know what this is an article from Byron King you need to own gold you need to own shares in company that find and make it I don't know about that I'll lay out seven reasons the seven pillars of why you need to own gold we're going to talk about that next you know and I keep going back to that interview we played yesterday with, with Ron Paul and you know he and he was talking uh, and for Ron Paul you know he's not always the greatest speaker but he was doing a pretty good job yesterday just kind of very matter of fact telling you facts and the one of the the stock traders but wait a minute we're we're, we're we don't see this we, we look at the great profits that these companies made this quarter of course you know let's not mention that we we just gave them some huge tax breaks so they could pretend like they're more profitable they're not any more profitable today than they were six months ago outside of the tax cut they're not I mean, yeah, they well, they are because of the tax cut. But if you took the tax cut away, the earnings would be no better than what they've been. And one of the things that he was trying to do, and I didn't really try to drive it home, is, hey, you guys, this, you're carnival barking. You're just repeating numbers like the jobless claims number and the unemployment rate number and, and saying, see, it, it must be true. But then when you actually look out in America, what do we see? Labor force participation rate. <laughs> we talk about lowest in 50 years. Well, there you go, lowest in 50 years, right? It's never, it hasn't been this low since women entered the workforce. And you talk about, you know, all the rising prices and all these things that people can relate to. And then I ran across this article from Byron King about his seven pillars of gold. And and here's what I liked about it. It's simple. Right? And and it just lays out some very, very simple things. Pillar number one, and this is what I haven't talked about in a long time. Shame on me. Oil prices. You know, we people always talk about the correlation between the dollar and gold. There's also a correlation between oil and gold. Matter of fact, I forget who it was. Someone it was out on Kitco today. If you use the gold uh, price to a barrel of oil, he's calling for $1,600 gold this year just to catch up to oil. But we've all seen it at the pump. I saw it again today, 286 today to fill up here. And that's, that's probably the average in this town is 286. Right, a lot of places it's three. The cheapest I've seen is about two seventy-five. But we've seen oil rising from the, in the last three years, from a price that was really, you know, from forty to seventy. It was really think about it, oil was really in the thirties to seventies. Uh, more costly energy and rising energy prices, 
has always been historically good for gold. Right? That's easy to understand. Interest rates are rising. See, and this is something that's new. Because now, for the first time really in history, we've got rising rates, and it looks like rising rates for a really long time. And we can't finance the debt. The national debt, the fastest growing part of the federal budget. You heard right. Interest payments on the debt, fastest growing part of the budget. In 2028, remember the debt bubble I've been telling you about? We're in inning one. The United States will spend over a trillion dollars on interest. And that's a conservative, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a conservative number. We're making a big assumption something doesn't go horribly wrong. A trillion. But the only thing we'll pay more, we'll pay more for Social Security, more for Medicare. Of course, by that time, they're both going to be broke, so maybe we won't. I don't know. Rising rates will crowd out most everything else in the federal budget. Think about the pensions that we keep talking about. Rising pension cost is crowding out everything else. And now these cities now... Hundreds and hundreds of them across the country are buckling because they have no money left after they pay for it. It's the same thing that's happening. And that's easy to understand. The Federal Reserve's unique powers of money creation will surely play into the mess, and they absolutely will. And they're trying to pretend that somehow they can fix it. We didn't, and they always say they didn't create the problem. Yeah, they did. No one told you to print $4 trillion out of thin air, but you did. No one told me. Actually, every historian in the history of time said, don't bring interest rates down to zero. You're asking for trouble. Yet they did it for 10 years. Pillar number three, the Petro one. Right? I, you know what this means. At the time when we need the world to hold more dollars than ever before, here comes the Chinese, right? That's easy to understand. Kind of ties in a little bit with number one, too, doesn't it? Number four, currency wars. We don't want to talk about that. We'll talk about trade war, but no one. Have you heard currency war yet? Have you heard it? How many more countries got to take their gold back? How many more countries got to start loading up on gold? Think just just for a minute. You all, maybe you forget, during the 90s, all the way up to about 2004, central banks sold hundreds of metric tons a year. Remember the Bank of England? That was just in the late 90s. We're selling all our gold, right? They announced it, right, to make sure they got the lowest price for it, because that's fiat money's the king, right? Right around the top, Alan Greenspan was still the maestro, right? We're going to pay off federal debt, right, and then save all the interest payments so we didn't have to worry about Social Security and Medicare, whoops. Currency wars, number four. 
We'll finish with the other three when we get back. Better get those half dollars. They're going quick. Business Trading Group final segment. I, I don't even know how many are left. There's two lines open right now on the silver half dollars at 130. Uh, you know, I know that we had about 40 rolls left, but then the, these two calls, so let's say maybe 30. I'm not sure. 800 0592. If you're looking uh, to pick up some gold, U.S. ten dollar liberties. I've got a few more of these here. Six ninety five on a ten dollar gold piece. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So we're talking about the pillars, right? Gold and oil, they go together. Right, rising rates. Right. Think about it. ten years from today, we'll be spending a trillion dollars on interest. Just to let you know, last year we spent about. About two hundred fifty billion puts it in perspective, doesn't it? How big the problem is. Pillar number three, the Petro One, right? We've talked a lot about that, right? Because now that means the less less people need to hold hold dollars, so they buy less of our debt because that's how you hold it. Currency wars, they're up to something. Everybody's getting ready for something. How do you go from? One country, some countries sold all of their gold. Other countries, they were selling five, six, seven hundred thousand or seven hundred metric tons a year. And now they're all what? Net net buyers. Net buyers. All getting ready for what most people think is the big, the last blow to the U.S. dollar, the the losing of the currency war. The fifth pillar. We're talking about this a lot today, right? Tariffs, sanctions, trade wars. We talked a lot about that lately here. Uh, and they're talking, oh, well, they're, it's causing the volatility. No, it doesn't cause the volatility. Right? This happens because of the in, increase in the amount of debt in other countries going, hey, wait a minute, that's not payable. That's not going to work. We better get ready. Right? We talked about how many times did we talk about when NAFTA and GATT came around and we were telling you, we're going to want it back someday. Right? Well, apparently we want it back now. That's a big problem for Wall Street. It's a big problem for the debt markets, really. Pillar number six, and this is always a pillar war. I don't even want to think about it. I really don't. And last and finally, uh, another one of the great ones, Economics 101, peak gold. And we've talked about this for a long time there hasn't been a single discovery of gold in in this millennial since the millennial rolled over of 30 million ounces or more not one 70s 80s 90s every single decade you had at least one 50 million dollar deposit and about 10 30 million dollar deposits found since 2000 we've had zero of either one right and think about it demand again is at record levels that we haven't seen before and now all of a sudden when you put all of those pillars together very simple very easy to understand uh, really it's hard to find a way that that doesn't work the way that it appears to be working 
having some wealth insurance sure seems like a really, really good idea. 800-951-0592. The last of the half-dollar rolls at 130 The $10 Liberty Gold Pieces, 695 Everybody take care. We'll talk again tomorrow.